Thank you for taking time to listen to this week's message from First Orlando. You can find even more content, including video archives of this and other past messages at firstorlando.com. And if you're in the Orlando area, be sure to visit us sometime soon. Now, enjoy this podcast from First Orlando. You were never intended to carry the weight of your world. You are not the king. You can get up tomorrow morning and say, Jesus, I'm going to let you be the king of the universe today. Because I'm not. Every day, remind yourself, you are not in charge. You don't have to carry that weight. So when I think of sheep, I think of my good shepherd. Today, John 10, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Now, as you turn there, if you've got a Bible, or if you've got a, uh, an iPad or, or something, uh, go to the, we're going to start in the first verse, and then we're going to read a little bit, and then skip down and, and read a little bit more, okay? Because it's a, it's a long conversation. It's basically a conversation where Jesus says two things. He, he names two names. One, he is the good shepherd. He also says, I am the door. We're going to save that one for later. And, and it's, it's powerful. And it's the one where he talks about his sheep know his voice. And, and they follow him. And he knows them. But today, what, is it, what does it mean to us that he is the good shepherd? Okay, so we're going to read it. And then I'll paint the picture. And then let's try to figure out, okay, so what does that mean for us today? Okay, I'm reading chapter 10. Verse 1, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. He who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought out all of his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him and they know his voice well a stranger they will not follow but they will flee from him for they don't know the voice of that stranger now look at the next verse we'll come back to it in just a minute verse six this figure of speech Jesus used with them but they did not understand what he was saying to them now down in verse 11 I am the good shepherd, he said. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and he leaves the sheep. And he flees. And the wolf snatches them, scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand. He cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me. But I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down. I have authority to take it up. This charge I have received from my Father. 
May the Lord add his blessing. Guys, we have a good shepherd in the house today. Jesus is here. And the reason this is so important is because Israel was known for bad shepherds. The backdrop of this is Ezekiel 34, Jeremiah 50, those places he is warning them through the prophet, you got some bad shepherds out there. And in Ezekiel, he says, you got shepherds that are worried about themselves and they're feeding themselves and they're not worried about the sheep. In fact, they won't even go find the sheep. When the sheep is lost, they won't even look for them. But then this promise in Ezekiel, the prophet says, I will seek the lost. I will bring back the straight. I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. And then a little further in that same prophecy, then they will know that I, the Lord their God, am with them. And that they, the Israelites, are my people, declares the sovereign Lord. You are my sheep, the sheep of my pasture, and I am your God, declares the sovereign Lord. So when Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd, immediately they knew exactly what he was talking about. He was saying, I'm the fulfillment of this prophecy. I am the one the Father sent, and I will find my sheep, and I will take care of my sheep, and I will lay down my life for my sheep. Now, their reaction to that should have been, oh my goodness, finally. You know what their reaction was? I didn't read it, but let's look at the next verse. There was again division among the Jews because of these words, and many of them said, he has a demon. He's insane. Why listen to him? Can you believe that? insane a demon and all he's saying is I'm the good shepherd so here's my question why is it the Bible uses the shepherd and sheep metaphor that analogy so many times you know how many times we're called sheep 250 times in the Bible we're called sheep and I think it's for two reasons one I think it's cultural they had sheep I mean, if Jesus were walking around today, he would probably say, um, we're all cats. Until you find Jesus, then you become a dog. Maybe something like that. I don't know. He would use something we all know. I don't have sheep. Do you, anybody in here have sheep? We, it's not our culture, but it was their culture. They knew exactly what he was talking about. Second thing. The spiritual aspect of it. There's something about sheep that look like me. They all look like me. And when I start thinking about sheep, I, I, this is why they didn't understand him. That verse, you remember, go back to that verse where it says, this figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they didn't understand what he was saying to them. I think they didn't understand it because they didn't want to understand it. Guys, you got to know today two things. Number one, you're a sheep and you need a shepherd. You are a sheep, you need a shepherd. Shepherds give life to sheep. Sheep were never intended to live without a shepherd. And so for me, the number one takeaway for me is I need a shepherd. 
Why is it that sheep are like that? What, what is it about sheep? Well, the main thing, sheep are vulnerable. They really are vulnerable. They, they, they don't have a lot of things that would keep them safe without the presence of a shepherd. Does that sound like us? Yes. First thing, they have no sense of direction. How many of you? That's you. Come on, let me see your hand. No sense of direction. All right. Thank God for Google Maps and Apple Maps. In fact, I can't even imagine another day when AT&T went down. <laughs> Thankfully, I was going to the church. I was going to the office. I knew how to get there. But seriously, sheep have no sense of direction. You know why? They can't see. They have very poor eyesight. In fact, they, they can see just literally right in front of them. So what they do is they, they end up getting in trouble because they don't know where they're going and they can't see. They need a shepherd. And the good news today is we got a shepherd, a good shepherd. You see, what you worry about the most is tomorrow. We all worry about the future, right? We worry about the future. Guess what? He's already in the future because he's leading his sheep. He knows what's coming. It must go by him before it ever comes into our life. He is a sheep, a shepherd who understands sheep. And you know, in my life, how many times have I been in a situation and, and, and the Lord get me out of it? And I go, Lord, I'll never let that happen again. I learned my lesson. Anybody, y'all been in something and you said, I learned my lesson. Let me show you how well we learned our lesson. Here is a sheep. Watch this. Okay, he gets him out. Now, pause it right there. How many of you think that sheep is going to run down that green path until he gets in a green pasture and life is good and he never falls in that ditch again? How many of you think that's what's going to happen? How many of you see yourself? You just got out of a relationship that you knew was ungodly. You didn't be in it. And you finally got out of it and you're free. Or maybe you got out of a, a situation at work. Or maybe a relationship that had really gone bad and it's repaired. I mean, there's all kinds of ways. A business deal, you're going, I'll never do that kind of thing again. And so you're running free. Let's just give you a little bit of time and watch what happens. Oh, yeah. There you are, every one of us, right back in the same ditch. You realize the Bible says all we like sheep have gone astray. Guys, you need a shepherd. I need a shepherd. And I don't need to be jumping back in the same mess. And yet we, every day, we watch that. Sheep have a, they have a flocking mentality. What that means is they, they tend to go with the crowd. Kind of get a witness? They tend to go with the crowd. In other words, their goal is to see how many likes they get on whatever they posted. And the way you measure success in our world is how many people are following you. I'm telling you, that's a dangerous place to be. Because there's only one that is the good shepherd, and he will only lead you where? To green pastures. 
and you will lie down in green pastures. David wrote the psalm out of this whole thing. And guess what? When a sheep lies down in green pastures, any shepherd will tell you a sheep will never lie down until he is at perfect peace. And we get to lie down in green pastures. You know why? Because we followed a shepherd. Sheep follow sheep. I have an article where 300 sheep went off a cliff. This happened in England. And the way it happened, the first few sheep, they can't see. They go off the edge. And the ones behind them go, where'd they go? Let's go. They may found, they found something else. And here we go. And one after another. So yes, the next time your teenager looks at you, your student says, hey, I want to go to that party. Why? Well, all my friends are going. And you as a wise parent goes, well, if all your friends want to jump off a bridge, are you going to jump off a bridge? And the answer is, yes, I am. We all are like sheep. We follow when we don't know what's coming. I know we sit in a room like this and we hear things like that. And we go, oh, no, no, I got it. I, I know a lot more than a sheep. Okay. Let's see how much you know. See how far into the future you can see. Are you ready? What's the next thing I'm about to say? <laughs> you don't know. You know what? The good shepherd knows every day of my life. The good shepherd knows every minute. Why would I follow somebody that sees that far when I have a good shepherd who is eternity, eternity, time. He knows it all. He's got it all. Sheep need a shepherd because they don't know where to go. They also need a shepherd because they cannot defend themselves. It's one of the few animals that has literally no defense mechanism. Now, they got hooves, and maybe they can bite, and, but, I mean, they're just not an animal that can defend itself. They're very, very vulnerable to predators, and that's why, according to shepherds, they're very spooky. You can startle a sheep. and In fact, you can startle one, and they'll die. I mean, literally have a heart attack. They're that nervous. Do you know what I'm looking around and seeing today? I'm seeing sheep that are scared to death. Your good shepherd never wants you to be afraid. In fact, remember what he said in the 23rd Psalm? And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear evil. Give him praise. You don't have to be afraid. Not even in the valley of death. What are you afraid of? The culture of fear is here. And I've noticed that those who try to make me be afraid the most are selling something, usually. Have you noticed that? Just watch the connection. Kevin James, who's one of my favorite actors, he has a little stand-up thing, and he talks about this culture of fear we live in. He went to the doctor, and the doctor looked at him and said, Kevin, you're pre-diabetic. And Kevin said, so do I have diabetes? He said, no. You're pre-diabetic. And he looks at the doctor and says, well, do you have diabetes? And the doctor said, no. He said, so you're pre-diabetic, right? <laughs> and he goes on and on talking about pre, I guess we're all pre-death, right? I mean, it's coming. Why do we have to be afraid? He's with us. Even the Psalm 23 says, he 
has a feast, a table before us in the presence of what? Our enemies. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be scared of everything. You have the good shepherd. Now, if you have other shepherds, what do they do when the wolves show up? They run. You're on your own, but not Jesus. He's a good shepherd. And you know why else we need a good shepherd? Because sheep can't carry weight. And we tend to want to carry the weight of the world, the weight of our business, the weight of our family, the weight of our relationships, the weight of everything. You were never intended to carry it. You know how I know that? Peter said, cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. Jesus said, whoever is burdened, heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. Sheep can't carry that weight. That's why they end up on their back. You remember this guy? That's how you get there. Is you're living every day worried about your world, worried about all you've got to do. You're carrying the weight you were never intended to carry. So we're all sheep and we need a shepherd. And here's the good news. We have a good shepherd. He is here. He is a good shepherd. You know why? Two basic things that he is trying to say to those Pharisees. Number one, I love the sheep and I will lay down my life for sheep. You tell me another person that you look up to, another person that you want to be like, another person that's kind of one of your hero. Tell me another person who went to a cross for your sin so that you could be forgiven by God and live forever. Tell me one person who's done that. His name is Jesus. And this is what he said to those Pharisees that day. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. And did you notice he said later, no one takes my life from me. No, he did it willingly. Why? Because he's a good shepherd. I've always believed when you take a look at every possible direction you could go in life, everyone you could choose to follow, everything that you could embrace as a worldview, there is not another one that has a story like our story. Jesus loves us. This I know because the Bible tells me so over and over and over. For God so loved the world that he what? Gave his only begotten son. He loves sheep. And when you love sheep, you do things for sheep, you're there. Now, we, we're not going to talk about the voice idea, but it's a beautiful thing to think that he knows you and you know his voice. He knows everything you're going through and he still loves you. Yeah, he's a good shepherd. And what else? He leads sheep. It's probably my favorite thing about shepherds. He leads them. I grew up watching cowboy shows. I grew up watching Rawhide. Anybody remember Rawhide? It's way back. Yeah, in Rawhide, they were driving cattle. Man, they were pushing them and they'd rope them and get a calf out of line, back in line and get, I mean, just, it was the way you did it. Every time I've been to Israel, every time I've ever been around shepherds, it was very different. Shepherds weren't in the back of the flock. They were in the front. They were leading. You know why? Because sheep can't see. <laughs> you remember? They can't see. They don't know where they're going. So guess what? That shepherd will go right in front of them. 
You know what he does with that rod and staff? We always see the staff and think that's what he, you know, gets them back in line with. I'll tell you what else he does. He pokes the ground because there were a lot of vipers, a lot of snakes that would bury up. And they could bite the sheep easily. And he walks along and he's checking every step that sheep's going to take. So it makes this beautiful picture of a shepherd who is in front of us, who's leading us, and who is providing everything we need. That's why David begins the Psalm 23 this way. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When I was a kid, I actually, because I heard that over and over, I'm like, man, why wouldn't you want him? I thought it meant I don't want him. So let me change it a bit. The Lord is my shepherd. I don't need a thing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yeah, though I have to go through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not afraid of evil. Why? Because he's with me. And his rod and staff comfort me. And he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He anoints my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy are going to follow me all the days of my life until the day I go home with the shepherd. When I say that psalm, when I read that psalm, hallelujah, what a shepherd we have. What a savior we have. He is. He provides everything you need. Even when you lose your way, he comes to find you. you know, in, in Ezekiel, if you go sometime, have time to read chapter 34, Ezekiel, it's powerful. The main thing he said about those shepherds is you don't look for lost sheep. Jesus said, I do. I will find lost sheep and I will come to them. So every morning when I get up, my wife gave me this. Several have given me this picture. I have it on a mug. I mean, I got it everywhere. But my wife gave me this beautiful picture, and I've now got it right where when I get out of bed, I'm sitting on the bed looking, and this is what I see every morning. And I look at that, and I say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you didn't give up on me. And the reason I know he will find you as a lost sheep is because he found me. I know he's gonna find you because he promised he would. And no matter how messed up your life is, no matter where you are, I mean, this little fellow's in a mess. Look at him, he looks so innocent. The more I look at that picture, it's like that little fellow's going, I don't know what happened, I just ended. Yeah, you do. You thought you knew more than the shepherd. And you said, oh, I got my life under control. I can do this. And you found out you can't do it without Jesus. You honry sheep. You knucklehead sheep. And yet Jesus says, that's okay. I still love you. And I'm going to find you. And he comes and he finds you. And he takes you to himself. And there's this one verse in this whole thing where he says, and by the way, I got some more sheep I'm going after. Let me show you that verse. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. Oh, my, who is he talking about? Well, let me tell you, the guesses 
have ranged from everywhere. I don't even know the range. I don't think he's talking about the Mormons. And that's one of the key verses for the Latter-day Saints. They say, well, it's, he was referring to us. I don't think he's talking about Martians. But if there are extraterrestrial beings out there, maybe they are in that group. I don't think he's talking about another certain group of Jews that are somewhere. I think the most natural thing he's saying is Gentiles. The Jews, the house of Israel, he's talking to them. He said, by the way, I've got some more sheep I'm going to bring them in too. But probably my favorite interpretation of that and the one that I think makes the most sense alongside of Gentiles is this. He's talking about you. He's talking about me. When he looked at them that day and said, I got sheep that are not of this fold, guess what? He knew one day you'd be sitting in this room in 2024 on February 25th. <laughs> he knew. And guess what he said? I'm going to bring them home too. So today, the good shepherd is here. He is here. And one of the things that I sense in this room today, we need to be restored. And I'm going to tell you why I think that. You remember our buddy in the first when we started? You remember this guy? There's only one way this guy lives. And that is the biblical word restore. So when a shepherd would find a sheep like that, he would immediately, because of their anatomy, they, they, they start swelling. Digestion shuts down. They lose all blood supply of their legs. They can't walk. I mean, it, it, later in the video, I'm not going to show it because it's, it's, it's sad. And I don't want to leave you on a sad note because I want to show you the good news. The word restore, when it says in Psalm 23, he restores my soul. The Hebrew word is the word for a shepherd getting that sheep back on his feet. And that word means this. Something has turned over. Something is not where it's supposed to be. Something is not what it's supposed to be. And so I'm going to restore that something. I think he's talking about us. And I believe one of the most incredible moments is when the shepherd finds you like this. Like this. You've been in a relationship that's killing you. You've been in a pattern of life. You've got habits that are destroying you from the inside out. And it's just a matter of time before there's no life left in you. There's no spiritual life for sure. And maybe even physically, you're drinking yourself to death. You're drugging yourself to death. I mean, you are doing whatever it is that's killing you. And nobody will help. Nobody has an answer. And all of a sudden, a shepherd comes along. And you know what the word restore looks like? They would take the sheep, they turn them over, and they put them between their knees. And they put their arms under them, and then they take little steps with them and let that sheep kind of get used to walking again. And when the sheep gets on his feet again, blood starts flowing again, all of a sudden that sheep has been restored. I was there one day. I was ready to quit. I didn't want to do church. I didn't want to do preaching. I didn't want to do anything. I was young. We just had one child and, and one on the way. I was done. And I came into that little church and I was going to, I was preparing to say, hey, I'm done. 
I'm out. Uh, my resignation is immediate. I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm standing on the front. I mean, I'm down on the front row. And the guy who's leading music was a helicopter pilot. He was a test pilot for Bell Helicopter. What he did for a living was crash helicopters. I told him, I said, you're not right, man. You're messed up because you, you're crashing helicopters. He was leading the music. And he got up and he said, I don't know why we're supposed to do this, but I think we ought to sing this song. And then he says, turn to number whatever page. And I didn't get a hymnal. I didn't want a hymnal. And he started singing. I was sinking deep in sin. Far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained within. Sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. And from the waters, he lifted me. Now safe am I. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. That's the hymn. I stood there on the front row and just began to weep. My resignation went out the window. I said, I, he loves me. Yeah, I'm like this, but he, he's here and he wants to restore me. For some of you, that's exactly, you came in today and you were just like that. And in the presence of a good shepherd, he's saying, I'll take care of you. He wants to put you like that. Some of you, it's the pain, what you're walking through. Can I show you a picture of a baptism we did recently? It's one of the most moving. This family is unbelievable. This girl, her name is Grace. Her mother's name is Christy. The girl has, it's, it's a condition called angel man syndrome. She's not verbal, full of life, but not verbal. And the day we baptized her, she made her confession, Jesus is Lord. She made it on a, let's get the picture up. She made, they made it on a laptop or on an iPad. She's beautiful. This mom is incredible. Her name is Christy. Dad is Rob, Rob Dixon. He was out in the room somewhere. MIT grad, engineer, brilliant man, dying of lung cancer. That was January. We had his funeral this week. Do you know one of the last things he told his wife? I mean, this is a man who literally retired early when he was, third, when he was you know, could have been continuing his career. He retired early. Why? Because he wanted to take care of his daughter. She was by his bed. He's near the end. She's weeping her heart out. And she feels somebody touching her back. And it was him. And this is the last, one of the last things Rob said to her. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And if you saw them today, it's all right. They just lost the most incredible father and husband. But it's going to be all right. You know why? Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I am not going to be afraid. Why? He is with me. And some of you are there today. That's where you are. For some of you, it's some other place, but you need a shepherd. So here's what we're going to do. I, I just, we're just going to have some music playing. 
I just want you to come and kneel. I want you to come. If you say, Jesus, you know what my, I need. I, I need you to get me back where I need to be. Jesus, I just need you to show me the way. Jesus, I need to follow you. Whatever it is, you're a sheep. We have a good shepherd here. Just let him be who he is in your life today. Father, thank you for the good shepherd. We need you, Jesus. We need you. We don't know up from down. We need to follow you. Thank you for being here for us today. In Jesus' name. Hey, stand with me. Heads bowed. Music's going to play for just a minute. Feel free to come. Just come and kneel. I'm going to get on my knees. I can tell you there's some restoring in my life that has to happen today. Some of you are walking through a valley that is so deep and you're just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, you do. You're going to follow your shepherd. He will never fail you. So with just the sound of music, our heads bowed. If you want to kneel right where you are, you go right ahead. Let's just say, Jesus, I need you, my good shepherd. Thanks again for listening to the First Orlando podcast. For more information like our service times, location, and other contact information, be sure to visit us online at firstorlando.com. Have a great week.